Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson. And uh, I've got another great guest here for you today. And uh, a real treat, I think, because today I have one of the real pioneers of internet marketing. And uh, something that uh, I know that I've learned from a lot, you know, along the way. And I, I don't, we didn't really know e of each other in that time. But I mean, it was uh, it was nice to know, uh, get to know somebody uh, on a parallel journey. Um, so today I have Rich Sheffron with me, who is the founder of Strategic Profits and the creator of a program called Steal Our Winners, which is a mastermind of some of the, the best and brightest uh, multimillionaire gurus who really share all their best tips and secrets and uh, every, you know, the, everything that makes them successful in their business. And I'll have Rich tell us more about that, but, uh, you're, you're, you're going to want to strap in for this one. Uh, you're going to learn a lot, uh, from a really, really great guy here. So Rich, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for the nice words and happy to be here. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I've been really looking forward to having you on. And, uh, of course, you know, that's the, that's the official bio intro and, <laughs> but, uh, but I think everybody wants to know, like, you know, who, you know, a little bit more about, you know, who you are, your background and, and what you do. And we'll, we'll use that as a launching pad for whatever we talk about today. Sure. Um, I, you know, I, let's see where to start. I guess I got involved in business like in my early twenties and, uh, had a fashion company, had a clothing store in Manhattan. This is the, became like the most popular store, uh, clothing store in Manhattan at that time. Uh, we brought brands in like Diesel, like we're the first store to have Diesel in the United States and a bunch of other brands that I think people would know. And uh, that led to actually starting a record label and uh, called uh, in electronic music. And then that led to me kind of semi-retiring, like not really retiring, but taking a couple of years off after I got out of those two businesses. Got hypnotized, really liked that. Um, really enjoyed the experience. I'm highly hypnotizable. And so I started studying that. And then that was my next business. I opened up a hypnosis center that grew into a chain of hypnosis centers. And uh, in Manhattan, and in Brooklyn and Queens, all in New York, and had about 60 full time hypnotists on staff. And it was there that I really learned direct response advertising, because I had come from fashion and music. And fashion and music was much more image and brand style advertising. And then when I came to the hypnosis centers to make the phone ring, uh, direct response is what was needed. And the more that I liked an ad, the worse it did. The more embarrassing the ad, uh, the more it looked like it belonged in the National Enquirer to me, it, the better it did. And so that set me down a path of really learning direct response. And over time, one of the reasons that we were able to grow from like about, well, from zero to uh, about 13 million, a little bit over that uh, in four years was through direct response advertising. And when we first started, we would get like 40 phone calls from a full page ad. But by the time we like fast forward three years later, we were getting about 450 calls from a full page ad. So we had a like 11, 12 X, just the, the amount of calls we got from an ad. And that was because we were split testing every ad. 
you know, half the newspaper was getting one ad, half the newspaper was getting another ad with different extension numbers. And we were constantly uh, seeing changing one variable between the two and then seeing which one outperformed the other. And then that would become the new control. And then we'd keep testing variables. And so uh, the hypnosis business really was my introduction to direct response and an introduction to uh, some legends of direct response, you could say. Uh, people like Jay Abraham, uh, Gary Halpert, um, Dan Kennedy, John Carlton, et cetera. And I hired some of them. I bought their materials, et cetera. And then 9-11 happened, and that really put a damper on my hypnosis business, being in Manhattan. And uh, unfortunately, I threw a lot of good money after bad during that time, because I had not, I had had one success after another success after another success. It never occurred to me that maybe I could not succeed. And um, so I just assumed that all the setbacks that we had from 9-11 would we'd withstand and easily outmaneuver, but I was wrong. And so I was left with a choice of basically um, having to rebuild everything again, or just do something else. And I guess because I'm much more of like an entrepreneur, I like to kind of do things once and then move on. Uh, the idea of doing again what I'd already done wasn't so appealing to me. And so we moved down to Florida and I had to pursue another path. And I, two things kind of stuck with me from the hypnosis business. One was I liked direct response. And the second was I didn't want to have the kind of payroll that I had with the hypnosis center. So I wanted much less payroll, if any, and I wanted to do more direct response. And that led me to online marketing. I got online about in the year 2000 one, uh, 2002, and uh, struggled for about a year and a half, really kind of went down the wrong path, uh, tried too many things, uh, tried too many opportunities and things like that. Um, eventually realized that running an online business or making money online was just like making money offline, and that I started to apply what I knew about business to the internet and created a small little publishing company. We were publishing lots of different eBooks on parent in the parenting niche and became rather successful doing that or doing okay, doing well. And uh, then after that, I started helping some of my friends that I had met at internet marketing seminars, um, helping them kind of do what I had done and recognizing that most of them did not have the same business experience that I had. And that also I really enjoyed helping them. And so I wanted to get more in that direction. And uh, I was in a coaching program at that time. And I had, uh, it was Stephen Pierce's coaching program. He wrote a best-selling ebook like in 2002 and three called The Whole Truth. And I was in his coaching program and I met him at a seminar. Um, I showed him a mind map of some of his calls. Uh, most people back in 2002, three hadn't really seen mind maps. Uh, maybe this was 2004 by then. Uh, I think it was 2003. Uh, 
so he was kind of fascinated by this way of taking notes and then it was all his material so we kind of hit it off and as we hit it off um i asked him if he ever wanted if he would want to do something with jay abraham and uh he said he'd love to and jay and i if we have time maybe i'll get to that story of how we became friends but um i had hired him but there's more to that story so I reached out to Jay and said, um, would you be interested in doing something online? I think it's time you got online. And this guy, Stephen Pierce, is really a big deal. And so uh, he he said yes. And so, you know, we flew out to California, Stephen and I, and we had a meeting. And then we decided we did a teleseminar series that then, as a front end, that was really successful. And that led to a coaching program that was also really successful with the three of us. And I did a lot of the legwork. Um, more so than my other two partners, but my other two partners, Jay and Stephen, were much more well-known than I was at that time. So I was a low man on the totem pole. So uh, I was very appreciative of the opportunity to be there. So I did most of the work and we split three ways and that worked really well for about two years. And then Stephen and Jay had a falling out. And so they didn't want to work together anymore. And so that was kind of the end of that. And so that's when I decided I would start coaching on my own. And as I kind of decided to coach, I became really the first business coach online because uh, everyone else was kind of teaching marketing and um, kind of uh, acquired quite a slew of people that are now extremely well known that were in those that were in my early coaching programs people like russell brunson and todd brown and mike phil sane and ryan levesque and you know pretty much most of the big names online today uh, ryan dice um etc uh were in those original coaching programs and for about two years i was kind of a behind the scenes coach to a lot of people that became big names uh but most people didn't know who i was I also started working with a company called Agora Publishing around that time. And I had this big project that I was doing with Agora uh, in about three months. And I had just finished my coaching program. So I had like nothing to do um, for three months. And I didn't like the idea of there being nothing to do. So I ended up writing a report with the hope of getting like a dozen clients that I could work with for three months. And the report was what mistakes I saw people making and how I help people make money and build businesses. And so I put it on my blog and it ended up going viral. And so that was called the Internet Business Manifesto. And really, you know, there was 31 pages long and it's been downloaded millions of times at this point and it changed my life like there was my life before that document and there was my life after that document and they are very different lives and so immediately i built a company off of that you know it brought back like three and a half million dollars within the first four weeks or something like that um over seven and a half million within the first year and well over 10 million by year two and I wrote a series of six more free reports like that one over the next 18 months. And my business grew from each one of those free reports because each report that I wrote was tied to some program or service or coaching that I was planning on doing. And then after I did it, it would become a product or program that we just sold in perpetuity. 
And um, that was an amazing 18 months. I worked insanely hard. I um, really proud of those reports. Some of them predicted attention would become the scarcest commodity online. Another report talked about attention going to this new thing, social media, and what were the implications. So a lot of the things I predicted and wrote about turned out to be true. And then in 2007, I, these will all be relevant and lead to why steal our winners now. Um, in 2007, I brought the VSL, the video sales letter, to Agora Publishing. And around that time, they were around $100 or $200 million. And within a year from that point, they were well over a billion dollars and from the VSL. And so I have, I think, what's the only billion-dollar like testimonial uh, in our market, at least um, from Agora, from the two founders, Bill Bonner and Mark Ford. And then in 2008, I invented the automated webinar. And um, back then, because no one had automated webinars, we absolutely crushed it. I gave it to Mike Filsane and he created Webinar Jam from it. I gave it to Frank Kern. I'm not Frank. I gave, I did give it to Kern, but I also gave it to uh, Russell Brunson, he was, uh, he owed the government a million dollars in back payroll taxes at that time. And he was worried about going to jail. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the automated software. And within like, I think, 30 or 60 days, he had made his money back, and was able to pay the government. And um, that was like a really great run until around 2012. And by then, you know, show up rates started to go down. I mean, not even to the levels they're at now, but where they were in 2012, like maybe there were 50% show up rates, which was pathetically low comparatively to 2008, right? Um, oh yeah, we were getting like 80% like, yeah. show up rate on some yeah. of our early webinars. So. Yeah, so, the, um, so in 2012, um, having made more money than I ever thought I would, um, and I had a midlife crisis because I really wasn't very happy. And I thought, all the things that I had been pursuing were what was going to make me happy. Mm. And so uh, from 2012 to 2017, I kind of took my company, uh, took it down to just like two people. Uh, everything that was automated was like stayed in motion, but didn't do much else. And then just worked with a few private clients like Agora, um, but didn't do anything publicly and just really worked on myself, spent a lot of time with my kids and stuff like that. In 2017, I decided I wanted to kind of do more again and uh, reached out to Agora, um, ended up selling half of my business to Agora and spent the next two years just working on some projects in Agora. And then it, the, then we finally launched Strategic Profits again uh, with this product called Steal Our Winners. And the reason that I created Steal Our Winners was that what I kind of came to a conclusion that for myself, plus a lot of my clients, um, when I look at how we got to where we are, um, most of us, if not almost all, got there off the back of a strategy or tactic that was early in its life cycle. And so we're able to generate a disproportionate level of results. It was asymmetric in the amount of effort that went in versus the 
amount of results that came out. And so, for example, like, you know, if there's no, it would be very difficult, if not impossible to have the results of a free PDF that I had back in 2006 um, for anyone listening and watching or for myself, right? Like, it's just not that exciting anymore. That a free <laughs> PDF. Um, and same with an automated webinar. Um, and same with the VSL that I brought to Agora, it helped them grow a ridiculous amount. But within, you know, seven years, it started out with a 400% lift on conversion uh, in the United States and about a 300% in Europe. But over a seven-year period of time, that lift went down to zero lift, right? There was between that and the sales letter. And so the because of that, because of seeing that consistently, like time and time again, that small companies become big companies when they leverage a tactic or strategy that gives them some sort of advantage. And the only way to have an advantage online is to be out in front with something, not everything. You don't need everything. I mean, even today in my business, everything, mostly everything I do is what everyone else does. But there are a few things that we do that make all the difference for us, those things that are early in their life cycle. And so I wanted to provide that for other people. Um, I wanted to, I, I didn't think most people recognize that. I think there are a lot of businesses online that struggle, that think like, why am I not doing better? But when you look at everything that they're doing, everything that they're doing is what everyone else is doing for the most part. And so they have no advantage. So that's why they're struggling. So I wanted to put these kinds of strategies in the hands of people. In addition to that, I also wanted to get back to coaching and consulting at a high level. And one of the easiest ways for me to be the best that I can be at that is also having a pipeline of these strategies and tactics at my disposal. And so having a business that provides it to others um, and also that I know it because like it all comes through me through our 250 plus contributors um, keeps me on the pulse as well and then helps me be the best that I can be because I charge a lot uh, when I work one-on-one -on -one with businesses or entrepreneurs. And so that I know that's a long-winded story, but that's what led me here. <laughs> I I love so much about that story. I mean, it it reminds me so much about what I've you know learned from you and in, in your various offers over the years for, uh, about direct response copywriting. And you know, a lot of the younger entrepreneurs today, you know, don't really appreciate just really, you know, everything that that went into making that work. You see so much derivative work, or yeah. even. Um, <laughs> so many other tactics that that aren't as powerful but you know one takeaway that i i got from that entire journey and i lived so much of it in a in a, in a parallel journey not all the same things but some of the tactics right. that you mentioned is that you know there are tactics and 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 leverage the heck out of them when they're working but also be open to where they're evolving and when you're not getting that lift anymore, what, you know, where, where do you move to it from there? So, uh, and, and I think and it's so, a mixture. I think yeah. it's like the ideal. And I don't know that many people reach the ideal, but the ideal is to understand the principles so that when you leverage 
something early in its life cycle and it works, you kind of have an understanding as to why it's working. You don't always need to know, but if you understand the principles, you might understand why it's working, which will then also kind of make it easier to understand or possibly spot the next thing that you need to move to because it's, you know, even new sells better. That's just the way it works. It, you know, that was the way it was in retail. That's the way it is in almost everything. And so, you know, what every marketer should understand and every entrepreneur is that every strategy and tactic online comes with an expiration date. And, it, you know, on its expiration date, it doesn't stop working completely, but you are paying a price each day you use something past its expiration date with diminished results. That is a huge takeaway, you know, out of, out of uh, you know, almost 80 guests on this show, nobody has ever said something quite like that, but I, I love that. And it's so true because we've experienced in our business and in, and, and it, I think it also speaks to when you find something that works, act on it quickly, because if yeah. you take your time uh, and, and I've had, countless conversations with people in my coaching business where it's like i don't understand why this doesn't work like it's it, it produced all these great results it's like well it took that you too bad. long yeah it took you too long and and i'm guilty of that in my business as well where i had something today that uh could have made the difference but takes too long uh to right. implement so i think that's a that's a huge lesson i love so much about what you were saying about you know that access to you know that flow of what's working now and and even uh, a sneak peek into what's going to be working in the future by really tapping into the brain trust of of, of everyone who's who's already uh you know successful in business in in their own way and you know it's one of the th benefits that i get out of doing this podcast and some of the 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 events that we do and uh and so you know let's talk about steel uh, our winners a little bit because I mean that as you mentioned is a way for you to you know stay up to date with all of the latest things it's also a great example for our audience of what collaboration and uh, with other experts looks like because we're we're big on nobody really succeeds alone mm -hmm. and uh, and and you want to find a way to collaborate with others because together we we all grow faster. So talk a little bit about, you know, like like what, you know, that that strategy and what it's doing for you and 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 a little bit about what Steal Our Winners is. Yeah, well, you know, um when I first uh suggested it, a lot of the people around me didn't think like it was possible to pull off. And um you know, maybe for a month or two, maybe for couple of months you know not years right um that we'd run out of stuff and um that i knew we would never there would we'd never run out of that we'd never run out of new strategies now whether or not we could find enough people to provide those strategies that's another story um but that hasn't been a problem either and i think that and i would like to think that And I don't mean to say this egotistically because I think other people could pull it off, but I was very fortunate at the very least to have been around for a very long time uh, as far as online marketing goes and to have also just developed a really good reputation. Um, 
I learned something very early on that I believe is 100% true that has always kind of kept me on the straight and narrow, I guess. Um, and that is, is that you learn a lot more about someone at the end of a relationship than you ever do during or at the beginning of a relationship. Like you learn someone's true colors when the relationship is over, who, who, who they act like. And so I've always done my absolute very best to leave people better off than when I found them. And even when there's a disagreement and there have been people I've had disagreements with over the last 20 years um, to, to do my level best to still like live by that ethos of leaving people better than when I found them and to do my very best to not do anything that would be destructive. And I believe that that's paid me huge dividends. And so when we launched Steal Our Winners, we did a 24-hour live stream. And I had done a 24-hour live stream by myself once back in 2008 uh, to launch a coaching program. I just sat at my desk on Ustream and did uh, and answered people's questions for 24. Actually, we went 26 hours on that one. And for this one, it was 24 hours, but it was a different guest every half hour. And we did it down here in Delray Beach. And I was kind of blown away at everyone who so quickly agreed to fly down here and, you know, give up a couple of days of their time so that they could uh, be on this live stream. And what I've always tried to do is give people uh to share my what I'm good at and to be helpful as much as possible with what I'm good at with the hopes that that comes back to me with what they're good at. And um, my whole life, that's how I've been. And the and I would say that there are a few people who take advantage, but those people don't last that long. And I'd rather invest first and know that and regret it than to the than the other and so um yeah so that that i guess is the beginning of it and so nowadays right we publish two episodes a week and that means that we're publishing 104 episodes a year uh and that means that i'm talking to I'm having thousands of conversations over the course of the year about like what's working for you right now. Mm -hmm. And when someone has an answer that is interesting or new or novel or anything else, uh, then we try to set up a steal our winners episode and an episode is anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes long. And it's, you know, it's not, you know, sometimes it's outside it's not the normal presentation for some people because it's really like, what's the result? Um, why did you, what caused the innovation, right? And then what are the steps to recreate it? You know, not very much teaching, right? Other than that, is that, that's what we try to aim for. But, uh, you know, what it also has become a place for though, as it's grown, we have about 10,000 active subscribers. The, it's a place for other experts to get recognition, right? Um, because it's a discerning audience and they are getting the best of from lots of people. 
And so it's not uncommon for people to get a lot of business from Steel Our winners, uh, our contributors, even though like there's no pitches in any of that of this of the episodes. It's also kind of become a place of record. Um, you know, one of the re lots of people have claimed that they gave the VSL to Agora, for example, but I have the letter from Bill and Mark. So, you know, and, and no one else has that. Um, lots of people would like to claim the automated webinar, but I wrote a report that we published that lots of people have, you know, in the beginning of 2008 on automated webinars. So at least, you know, there's that record, right? So the Steel Art Winners has become, has become a place of record, like, because as a top marketer, odds are is if you're doing something new, other people are going to see it, you might as well get credit for it. And you might as well allow it to kind of build your reputation as opposed to having a bunch of people take it and no one ever knowing who was the originator. And uh, yeah, so I've actually had a couple of episodes where other people have called me and said, hey, like that was my creation. That person stole it from me, you know? Um, so it's mm. become like kind of a place where people can kind of mark their turf as well, which is kind of nice. Um, but I'm not sure I'm answering your question uh, or what, or did I? Yeah, uh, well, I, a lot of it did because it really speaks to the value of what's in there. I think, you know, there's, and for anyone listening in, I mean, there's, there's two things I really want you to get from that. One is you should really connect to Steel Our Winners because there is a gold mine of information uh, in there. Uh, and the second thing is if you have uh, something that you have come up with and you want to sort of plant your flag, because uh, what I just heard you say is you can almost become the the copyright vault for who yeah. came up with what. Uh, people should uh, reach out to you, maybe be a contributor as well. And uh, sure. Uh, it's definitely win-win. I know that I've had people reach out to me because of uh, uh, because of being in there, and uh, I was honored to be uh, one of the contributors. So, uh, so that uh, that is amazing. Uh, by the way, anyone curious about steal our winners? Uh, just if you're watching this on video, just check out beneath this video. You're gonna see all the links right there. If you're listening to this on podcast, it's inside the show notes. I've got a link link to all of Rich's websites. Uh, the uh, strategic profits, steal our winners is in there. And uh, is 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 the internet marketing manifesto still available? Because I think that anyone, <laughs> these young guys today, should probably be reading that as well. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's available um, in a couple of places. One is I probably on my website, which is my personal website, which I think is just available even just for a download. I don't even know if you have to enter in your email or anything. Um, it's and that's just richsheffron.com. Mm -hmm. But if not, um, they could probably just do a search for Internet Business Manifesto, and I'm sure it would, it's on other yeah, people's sites as well. Find it. Yeah, I mean, it should be required reading now for anyone who's going to do business online. I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, I remember when you wrote it, and uh, we didn't know each other, but mm -hmm. I was definitely one of the millions who uh, downloaded it, and uh, all of my friends, and you know, like anyone who was anyone back then, uh, knew uh, about Rich Sheffrin's Internet Marketing Manifesto, and and good to see uh, how well you're doing today, and and yeah. uh, the journey, um, the ups and downs, and all of it, and I certainly had uh my share of them as well that's it's it's it really it's it's not so much about always about what we accomplish or how many dollars we put in our bank account but it's who we become 
at the end of it. And, you know, from one parent to another, a lot of us are, you know, we're, we're doing this for our kids, right. Yeah. To, to provide a, a, a better life for our families. So, so I appreciate, you know, you sharing, you know, your journey, uh, I highly encourage people to go and, and check out Steal Our Winners. All the information is there. And uh, in, in just one final thing, Rich, uh, just before we kind of land this episode, because uh, I, I, this started off and it became, started off as just a question I was asking. It's turned into a bit of a social experiment because mm-hmm. I don't know what people are going to say, but I've been right. asking all of my guests for uh, a book recommendation. If there was a book that you know was you learned so much from or was instrumental in changing your life or your business or whatever, and you consider it to be a must read for people listening in, uh, which book would you recommend? It depends on what, for what purpose, right? But if, if we're talking about like a successful life and successful relationships, then I would say uh, two books. Um, First one is The Courage to be Disliked. I think it's, uh, it's based on the, it's based on the, um, it's based on the uh, psychology of Alfred Adler. And Alfred Adler was a peer of Jung and Freud. Most people don't know uh, much about Adler's perspective, but most of transformation type of stuff is based on Adler's work. And so very, very interesting. And uh, the other one, I think, is uh that was really meaningful to me at least uh this more recent but four thousand weeks oh it's a it's like a it's time management but not time management it's really gives you a better perspective that that's really all you have is four thousand weeks and how do you want to use them and what decisions are you going to make regarding um life is really decided by all the things you decide not to do to focus on the few things that you can do, right? Because we're in an infinite world, but we have finite time. And so I think those two books, not, you know, your traditional business books per se, but, you know, I also, I've been very fortunate that I've had two primary mentors in my life. And because I didn't get along with my dad, I was always looking to kind of replace my dad. And I was very fortunate that the two mentors that have played major roles in my life um, are Mark Ford, who was one of the, who is one of the founders of, um, of Agora. He also goes by the pen name, Michael Masterson and Jay Abraham. And these two men have played a very instrumental role in my life. I consider them like dads to me. And they're both very different. And over the years, I found that when I had a new idea, something brand new, uh, Jay would always ask me 100 questions about it. And the idea would get better because of the questions Jay was asking and me having to formulate answers. Whereas when I went to Mark, like he really didn't have much interest in the new ideas. And of like new ways of marketing kind of ideas. And over time, I recognized that Jay is all work all the time. And so for Jay Abraham to have variety in his life, this was at least, you know, 15 years ago, uh, it had to be in business 
And therefore, he sought out more variety in business to make his life more stimulating, right? Whereas Mark Ford is probably the most renaissance man I've ever met. He's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. He's written books on poetry. He's one of the leading collectors of Central American art. He's built a billion-dollar company plus many, you know, 20 million, 100 million dollar companies. He owns a palm tree nursery, the largest in the world. And just one thing after another has a huge circle of friends. He built a cigar bar that's private that he just hangs out at on Fridays. And whoever wants to show up that's his friends just shows up. It's a very different. And for him, business is just a vehicle to provide a variety of varied life. Right. And so, and I, when I discovered this 10, 15 years ago, I asked them like if they would agree with it about themselves and they did. And I just decided early on that even though my tendencies are much more like Jay's, um, I want to end up more like Mark. And so I've done everything I've could in my life to put business in its place and it's incredibly important and you can make great relationships in there, in work and et cetera, but to recognize that it's only one piece of the puzzle. And therefore I'm sure most people recommend business books and those kinds of things. But these two books, The Courage to Be Disliked and 4,000 Weeks have made a bigger difference in making a life worth living so that I'm more incentivized to have a good business so that I can actually enjoy my life. Um, because to me, that's the bigger prize. Wow. I love that answer, the depth that it went in. Um, you know, I too am a Adler fan, uh, oh. after, well, I've done a lot of work in the parenting industry myself, which I didn't realize that you did. Uh, mm. so that's a whole other conversation. We could, we could do a whole episode just mm -hmm. on what you just said, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pause that for another time, Rich, but thank you so much for those recommendations. Links below the video links in the podcast, you know where to find them. So, uh, Rich, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're, I, I really appreciate the time. I appreciate you. Uh, this has been uh, an amazing ride just in the last 38 minutes. And uh, I, I just wanted to know how you do know how grateful I am for the time that you spent here with me today. And uh, to our audience, I mean, I, I'm going to say, like, make sure that this has been time well spent for you today. And I would like you to think of at least one thing that you uh, that you heard here today or were reminded of here today. Uh, that you have not yet taken action on. And I want you to take action on that thing today. And the faster you move, the faster you're going to see results. Because if you wait too long, that thing you're thinking of might not be the, it might not be relevant yeah. anymore. So you, you need to act with speed. You need to act now. Uh, so thank you, uh, Rich. Thank you, uh, audience. And uh, if we if we were going to, Rich, if we were going to just give everyone just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom as we end this episode, what would you say to them? I would say that um, the hedonic principle works both ways. Um, whatever you get, you eventually get accustomed to. Whatever you lose, you eventually get accustomed to as well. Knowing that, that no matter what, right, 
you could win $10 million, you could lose $10 million, your level of happiness, surprisingly, is going to be about the same. When you recognize that, um, the fear of failure should start to diminish quite substantially, because wherever you're at is kind of going to be where you're at. What kind of sparked my midlife crisis was recognizing that no matter how much money I made, no matter how much success I attained, it would it would bring me happiness, but it would bring me happiness for like a week or two. And then it would be right back to where I was, which wasn't bad, but it wasn't like this high. And whenever I had shitty things happen in my life, like the hypnosis world kind of stuff uh, towards the end after 9-11, it also didn't last that long. And so that disparity, both sides, and recognizing that it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, has allowed me to operate with a lot less worry, a lot less anxiety, and a lot less uh, fear of failure or embarrassment or you know, um, I don't even remember the word for it, but what people sometimes, um, damn it. Uh, what are they, like when people are afraid that they're more successful than what they think they should be, what do you call that? Um, it's like a common thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know what the word for it is. I guess it's, it's uh, fear of success, but, uh, in, in a way, Imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter syndrome. Exactly. Right. Okay, like you you <laughs> all these things kind of fall away. And I think a lot more people struggle with that than they realize um, that they don't operate freely. And whatever the blockage is, whether it's fear of failure or imposter syndrome or what do you really know or whatever, um, if you can get free of that, the odds of being successful are much higher. And, um, and if you're not where you want to be, there might be some of that in your way. And it might pay to take a look at that. Amazing. Great words to end this episode by Rich. Thank you so, so much. Uh, and so go check out uh, Steal Our Winners. Uh, all of the things that Rich have uh, and I have talked about today are beneath this video and in the show notes. And uh, in the meantime, keep moving forward in your business uh, and never, ever, ever give up on your big dream. There's always a way. You might be just one collaboration away from the breakthrough that you need in your business. So keep connecting, uh, reach out to uh, Rich, reach out to our experts, and uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com 
forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.